Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm your host, Rocco Ruiz, and you're tuned into For Real Though. Hey, you like that intro music? That that is like my first time using intro music for this podcast. I mean, I don't know. It just elevates the quality of the podcast by like a thousand percent. You're like so much more legit of a podcast. If you have intro music, I don't know about you guys, but that's how I feel. So anyways, that's my spiel on the whole intro music thing. Uh, I, I think I'm getting sidetracked. But anyways, um, welcome to For Real Though. Welcome to the podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome to the club. And if you're a returning listener, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm kidding. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. Thank you for returning to For Real Though. Uh, it's been a while. I think this is the longest break I've taken. Sorry for those out there um, expecting a new episode weekly or even monthly for that matter. Because I took like a six-month-ish break. Because, I mean, it's it's common knowledge. 2020 was freaking whack. It was the most ridiculous year we've experienced collectively, I think. With all the crazy stuff happening in the world, I just, you know, couldn't bring myself to record this this uh, weekly or, or monthly podcast for that matter. When there are bigger things happening in the world than movies. I mean, movies are like the world to me. But, you know, when you got crazy political stuff going on in a worldwide pandemic, it might not be the top priority, you know. So anyways, the movie we're going to be talking about today is actually the movie that inspired me to return to the podcast, to bring the podcast back to life. And since, you know, <laughs> the movie title is already in the freaking thumbnail for this episode and the podcast episode title you already know we're gonna be talking about disney pixar soul now disney pixar movies um we already know that you gotta bring out the kleenex um get ready for a freaking cry fest when it's a disney pixar movie but this movie you know it 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 did make me feel but it made me think more and that is like whoa for a, you know, quote-unquote kids movie to do something like that is kind of game-changing, in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying this is the first kids movie to get people to think, okay? There are a lot of movies like that. But, like, beyond what the story is trying to say, there are so many possible, you know, interpretations for this movie. This movie's freaking peak art for Pixar. Like, hats off to Pixar. I mean, it's not my favorite Pixar movie for... A couple of reasons, but um, it is definitely Pixar's deepest movie to date, I think. And even Disney's freaking most intellectual movie to date, if you ask me, you know? So before we get on with the review for Disney Pixar's Soul, uh, major spoiler alert warning, because, you know, I can't really review the movie uh, properly without delving into some, you know, spoilery details. So you have been warned. If you haven't seen it yet, and you don't want to get spoiled, but you want to listen to my podcast, uh, pause the episode first, then watch the movie, then come back. Simple as that. So let's get on with the review. Disney Pixar's Soul. So the movie is about this guy named Joe, and he's basically, I think he's an elementary school music teacher, and he also wants to be this, like, world-famous, or at least, you know, recognized musician, in the jazz scene. So now he's kind of like at a crossroads because the school's giving him this permanent position as a school teacher with, you know, benefits and everything. But he also suddenly got this opportunity to be part of this music group that he's been eyeing for a while now. 
but doesn't really sound like a Pixar movie if you were to give me the plot. I mean, it's not like, I mean, it's not as fantastic as like, oh, it's about the secret world of monsters or it's about superheroes or about talking cars or talking toys or blue ants trying to overthrow this grasshopper empire or about emotions within someone's mind. It's about this very real human story. And I think that's already a huge leap for Pixar. I mean, sure, we have films like Ratatouille, but there's still some fantastic element there where like a freaking rat teaches this boy how to cook fine dining dishes, you know. So yeah, this movie strays away from the usual formula of like mainstream animated movies, Disney movies for that matter. I mean, not only with the choice of protagonist, but the themes discussed in this movie. We got like existentialism being discussed. I know we already had like a movie where we talked about psychology, childhood psychology, and that's Inside Out. And that was freaking amazing. It's one of my favorite Pixar movies ever. Just because of, you know, how they made such a complex subject matter so simple. Especially because it also helps children understand their feelings by watching this movie. So I really like that about Inside Out. And what Inside Out does for psychology, Soul does for, you know, finding one's purpose in life. And the whole, you know, reason for us existing. It's, it's diving in some, into some pretty deep stuff. I mean, the whole fact that the movie is about death and like what lies beyond death and the whole purpose of life, that's super heavy. And the fact that Soul made such a heavy topic so easy to take in, like children could watch this movie. I mean, I'm not sure if they'd appreciate it as much as adults. Now, okay, I'm not underestimating the uh, comprehension capabilities of children here because children are freaking smart. Like, don't underestimate kids. But I think... In order to fully appreciate soul, you'd have to have gone through like the whole experience of choosing your job, choosing, you know, I don't know which college to go to, like thinking about your purpose in life. Now, those aren't things kids usually think about. So I think this movie, although packaged as a, yeah, you know, quote unquote, kids movie, it's not really for kids. I think it's Pixar's first movie that isn't mainly targeting children here. And me and my uh, friend, Selena, she was actually on the show like a few months ago. We talked about Christopher Nolan. We were geeking out about Soul and she was telling me how the director of Soul, Pete Docter, was actually the director of Up. And he's been in Pixar for a while now. But now that, uh, what's his name, John Lasseter was kicked out of Pixar because of some like, I don't know, uh, I think some sexual harassment lawsuit. I'm not too familiar with uh, the details. But now that Pete Docter, I believe, is in charge and he directed Soul, I think Pixar is going to be starting to make more experimental, more like adult-targeted animated movies. Now, And by adult-targeted, I don't mean it's going to be filled with like sex and nudity and drugs and all that stuff. But like the themes, I think, being discussed will be a lot more intellectual and they'll make you think a lot more than the usual animated movie. And I think that's freaking great. That's amazing, Pixar. Whatever you're doing right now, keep it up. And this movie, man, like I was saying earlier, it makes you think more than it makes you feel. Granted, it does make you feel quite a lot, like you, you know, your usual Pixar movie. But dude, this movie was originally scheduled to come out in June of 2020, but thanks to you know the pandemic and all, it got delayed and pushed back to 
December. And I think it was the perfect movie to make us end 2020 with or start 2021 with. Because it just makes you realize like, dude, you shouldn't be too preoccupied with getting too stressed or too riled up about your passion. I mean, sure, passion's a great thing, but you shouldn't make it the one thing your life's all about. There's so many things going on in life that you shouldn't be so narrow-minded. I mean, there's this scene with the lost souls, which is a pretty great interpretation of like burnout and or, you know, being lost in life, not knowing what to do. If you're so focused on one thing, even if it's your passion, you kind of lose your soul by doing so. If, if, you, if you become obsessed with one thing or if you're stuck in a job that you hate, you know, either or your life has to be balanced. You know, you should appreciate the little things. And that's what I love about soul because walking into the movie, okay, I thought this movie is going to be about finding your purpose in life and finding that one thing you're passionate about. But the movie goes a lot deeper than that. It's not about, you know, destiny or it's not about having just one sole purpose that's going to drive you through, you know, the rest of your life. No, it's not. It's about like there's so many small things you can appreciate about life, um, like just watching the sunset on the way home from work or um, the feeling of sand between your toes or like just you know, those, the little things and this, man, um, I think I'm kind of tearing up just talking about it, but like the little things in life are what make life enjoyable. They're what give your soul. It's what gives your soul like fulfillment. I think it's just appreciating those things you might be taking for granted and just like taking the time to soak it all in. And that's what I love about the movie. It, it isn't like as simple as finding one goal in life and sticking to that. No, it's about so many different things. But the movie, you know, put everything together so simply. And like, I'm not sure who said this, but there's a quote that goes, brevity is the soul of wit. And that's kind of what's uh, soul. I, I didn't mean to use that quote because the word soul is in it, but I just realized. Yeah, this movie, it feels like a long, short film, if I'm making any sense here, because... It is like a one and a half or two hour movie, I believe. But the premise is just so simple, even though the themes are so heavy and uh, so grand, it feels short. The movie feels short because it's just so simple to understand, so easy to take in. But the more you think about the movie, that's when it starts becoming heavy, you know. The more you think about, oh, shoot, what's my purpose in life? Am I a lost soul? Am I like appreciating the little things in life? What is there beyond life? Like, what happens after? Like, that's when it starts getting heavy. It's after the movie. That's when you start feeling the weight of the world. But during the movie, dude, it is a breeze to watch. And, and, I, and I love that. But, okay, I, I know I said this movie makes you think more than it makes you feel. But the most feelsy part for me, the part that made me freaking tear up and glassy-eyed was that time when Joe was like playing the piano and he was remembering all the things he experienced with um, 22. Man, that was so freaking emotional. It's kinda, it kind of reminds me of that montage in Up where you just hear the piano music and it's Carl's and Ellie's freaking life going by. It's Pixar is so good at, at making those short emotional moments. You know if that moment lasted any longer in Seoul? I would have freaking wept. But good thing it didn't last too long.
And only three Pixar movies ever made me actually cry. And that was Inside Out, when Riley was reunited with her parents. And also when freaking Bing Bong disappeared. Um, Toy Story 3 and 4. And I think Soul. Like, I didn't really, you know, ugly cry with Soul. But I, I sure did tear up in that scene with the montage. And besides, you know, the themes discussed and the entire story... Soul has so many good aspects to it. Like, the acting goes without saying. Like, the voice acting, amazing. Uh, Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey, you know, they they knocked it out of the park. Am I using that phrase correctly? Knocked it out of the park? Sorry, I'm so unfamiliar with sports analogies. Um, Yeah, even though the movie just, like, revolved around these two central characters, they, they carried, you know, the entire weight of the film gracefully. And you could tell, you know, Jamie Foxx was really committed to this because i think he's really passionate about piano and he's also like well everyone's an artist in their own way but he's also an artist the same way joe is so you can tell he was really you know invested in the character and tina fey i like how she kind of acted on tina fey like towards the middle of the movie sure in the start of the film you know typical tina fey cynical sarcastic but in the middle, she was kind of giving me, like, Amy Poehler vibes. Like, Buddy the Elf, actually, in, in New York when she was experiencing all the little things that Joe usually took for granted. And I really, I really liked that. I really enjoyed that. And also, the art was freaking amazing. They made the afterlife look like freak, and the before life look so simple. But, dude, it felt so heavy to see. Like, is that really what it's like after? I mean, sure, we got movies like Coco talking about the afterlife too but this discussed it in a different way and I, I watched a video essay saying that okay Coco and Soul talk about the afterlife differently but they could coexist like you know that scene where they go into the light in Soul the interpretation of Coco was um could still happen you know after they go into the light they could go into that realm of the afterlife of Coco so they don't necessarily like you know contradict each other because there's this theory that all pixar movies are you know intertwined and okay with all that being said we got to talk about the ending the ending for this movie it caught me off guard like you know how usually disney pixar movies well movies in general that you know are targeted to both kids and adults have a movie with closure like being open-ended is not the usual thing for movies of this genre and yet we have a freaking open-ended movie. I I kind of predicted the movie would end with, I don't know, Joe would come back to Earth, um, being a school teacher, and also being like a jazz musician, you know, balancing both. And eventually he grows old and meets 22 as his student. Like that would be the predictable ending, but still, you know, heartwarming. Kind of like in Monsters, Inc. with um, Sully and Boo. When Sully opened the door and Boo was like, Kitty! And we didn't even have to see Boo, but that gave us closure. But this was like, dude, there's no closure at all. It's up to your interpretation what happens after. Like, that is art. I know I I said it already, but that is like peak art. Freaking Pixar. Like, it, it got me thinking, like, we don't need to know what happened to 22. We don't need to happen to... We don't need to know what happened to 22. We don't need to know what happened to Joe. The movie already gave us its message and we don't need that closure, I guess, when it comes to the story. 
there's this word, I think it's a French word. It's called denouement or denouement. I'm sorry for the French people listening, if any, if I'm pronouncing incorrectly. But it's that part of the movie where things return to a new status quo. It's kind of like after the climax, you have the denouement or denouement, whatever it's called. And this movie didn't have that. It just ended right after the climax. And that was... I love that. That is was so risky for Pixar to do, and they did it. Pixar did that. Freaking amazing. Good job, Pixar. So anyways, I've been praising Soul um, ever since the start of this podcast. Like, what have I not praised about it? Oh, I have not praised the music, but it goes without saying the music's amazing. I like how they strayed away from the usual, you know, orchestra music and went for a more jazzy thing. I mean, Pixar's always loved jazz. It's evident. Like, ever since, like, as early as I can remember, Monsters, Inc., The Incredibles, there's jazz in those movies. Even in Finding Nemo, Toy Story, there's jazz present. But this movie centered on jazz in a way that their movies have not before. There's usually a score that involves like a whole orchestra. But for this one, they just really focus on jazz. And I like that. And it goes without saying, the animation was freaking amazing. I mean, it's Pixar. You know Pixar always overachieves when it comes to animation. So I'm not going to dwell on this subject too much. But the animation was freaking beautiful goes without saying. Now we've talked about all the positives. Now let's talk about the negatives. And for me, personally, there are none. <laughs> there are no negatives to Soul. I mean, uh, I've, I've been reading reviews on, on Soul and the negatives they're talking about were like, they wish the movie focused more on Joe's life rather than this quote-unquote white savior coming in. And you guys are missing the point. You're too busy being offended. Okay, I'm sorry if I'm... I'm I'm making anyone feel bad right now, but that's, that's, my, that's not my intention. You're too busy looking for problems in the movie to appreciate the whole message of the film. It's that everyone is the same deep down inside. You don't have to look at race. I know race is an important issue, but okay, here's what the review said. It was saying like, why couldn't Joe just solve the problems of his life? Why did this white woman have to enter his life for all his problems to be solved? And... Jeez, she's not a white woman. She's voiced by a white woman, sure. But that's because Tina Fey fits the character. It's not because she was white that she was chosen to voice 22. And 22 has no race or gender. 22 is like a neutral soul. There's no need to feel like this is a racist attack. Jeez, guys, stop being offended by everything. It's so hard to enjoy life when you're too busy looking at, you know, every possible thing that could offend you, you know? You don't want to become a lost soul. That's obsessed with being offended. But yeah, no real negatives for me when it comes to this movie. I guess it's not really a negative, but this movie being a uh, Pixar movie, kids might watch it and they might not enjoy it as much as the other Pixar movies because, you know, it's more targeted to adults, but that's not really a negative. You know, I think that's a step forward for Pixar. And that's it. That's my review for Disney Pixar Soul. Is there a topic that I didn't shed light on with regards to the movie? Feel free to talk to me about it. I mean, um, comment on the post of this podcast on Instagram or on Facebook. That's for real though. F-O-R-R-E-E-L-T-H-O. Okay, before I end this podcast episode, I'd like to answer this question. Is Soul my favorite Disney Pixar movie? No, it's not. I mean, I love the movie. I enjoyed it, but... I don't know, maybe it's nostalgia, but I really love Toy Story and um, Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Bugs Life. But my number one is Finding Nemo. But that's just because I'm, I'm a geek for animals. And I just remember really geeking out in the third grade watching Finding Nemo, all the different species of fishes. Like, And of course, you know the story, duh. 
the story of Finding Nemo, the whole father and son thing. I just really love that. But I think Disney Pixar should do more high concept films like this, like Soul, like Inside Out. Okay, between the two, I still like Inside Out better than Soul, but that's just a personal bias because it's more colorful. There are more characters. There are more crazy concepts. And between the two high concept films, I liked Inside Out more. But again, personal bias. And that's about it for my review of Disney Pixar's Soul. Oh, and one more thing, just in case you guys are wondering, why don't I have a guest today on, on the podcast? Well, that's because the last time I had a guest on the show was an episode that didn't air. It's an episode with Paolo Katingbak. Uh, we talked about The Boys Season 2 and the freaking whole episode on Zoom it didn't record. I don't know why. I mean, I, re- I remember pressing record and I just felt so bummed out about that. I was like, you know what? I might not record podcast episodes with guests for a while because I was just so bummed out about that. We had so many great insights and yet it didn't record. So yeah, Pao, if you're listening, uh, that's why the episode never aired. <laughs> Sorry, dude. But you know, today's episode was good. We got you, we got me. That's all we need for now. And to make stuff seem extra legit, I'm going to end this podcast with the intro music. For real though. Oh,